Hello, everyone. It's Dave Romero from the BS and Beer Podcast crew. Uh, I wanted to do a quick little segment uh, because the Combine is going on in Indianapolis this week, and I wanted to get this opinion out before the, the, the Combine because I think some things will happen, and, and I feel so strongly about it. I want to get it out early, get this opinion out early, so that if it happens, I can pat myself on the back. And then two, if it doesn't happen, then by draft time, everybody forget about it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I wanted to talk about some some problem solvers potentially at 29. And I call these guys high ceiling underachievers. Now, these are players to qualify for a, a high ceiling underachiever. You'd have to be a guy, let's say, like Hinton Hooker. Hinton Hooker was was on his way to being a top prospect in the draft. Uh, who knows exactly? Because he was an older guy to begin with, and there was a lot of talk about how maybe it would drop him in the draft. But at the end of the day, if he played outstanding, like let's say right after the Alabama game where his stock was really high, I don't think anybody would have cared that he was a pretty old uh, rookie, which I think he'd be 25. Well, then he went and got, got injured. So that drops the stock even more. He didn't finish the season. So now there's a lot of question marks. So he's going to be, he's going to slide down. Now, I know a lot of Saints fans are high on Hooker. I am too. I, I really like the guy in college. Uh, mainly, I like the fact that when he played against what would be considered better competition, um, they came out strong against Alabama. The way he played, he, he kept up with them. But a lot of times, in my opinion, you can watch a guy that gets hot early, but when the pressure starts increasing as the game goes on and, and the other team starts making plays and scoring, then the weaker competition just kind of folds, right? The next thing you know, instead of keeping up, they throw an interception, they fumble, they whatever. But Hooker did not. Hooker kept applying and, and, and matched Alabama point for point, big play for big play, and to me, that's what I want as my quarterback, a guy who obviously doesn't fold when the lights come on and there's a lot of pressure. So he would obviously qualify. Now there's another guy who I, in doing my research, who, who I've just, I, I've gotten really high on. And that is, uh, that is Tanner McKee for Sanford. Tanner McKee is 6'6", 230, has a cannon arm and played on a team that only won three games. So he qualifies as a high ceiling underachiever because of the fact that he played on a team that wasn't very good and it didn't allow him to showcase his talents. So if you if you look at his attributes, he's a cannon arm, he's accurate, he processes very quickly. He's also a big guy that's athletic. Now, he's 6'6", 230, he, he's not the athlete of, at that, that a 6'1", you know, 210-pound would be uh, guy would be. But for his size, he's athletic. He can throw on the move. He throws accurately on the move. Um, I, I'm not suggesting that he would be a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, actually, I think he's the type of guy that would have been a top-10 pick you know, 15 years ago when that was your stereotypical quarterback, your Tom Brady uh, type quarterback that just drops back in the pocket, reads the defense, and throws the ball quickly. Um, so basically I'm saying you would get a quarterback that would be your stereotypical old school type quarterback 
but does have the ability to run when necessary. Uh, he's not just a statue in the pocket. So he gives you some flexibility. Um, I watched some video on him over the weekend and, and I've watched quite a bit since, I don't know, the end of the season, but particularly, and I, I saw things where his offensive line, one of the worst offensive lines in college football. It was just, it was awful. When he wasn't running for his life, he was playing pretty good football. He was accurate. Uh, he has, again, all the tools, uh, which at the end of this, as I keep selling everyone on Tanner McKee and why I think that he'll be a NFL-ready uh, quarterback in the right system, if he's surrounded properly, similar to the Saints system, um, it makes me realize that as I'm selling you guys on him, my expectation is once he gets to Indianapolis, that teams will start getting more and more excited about him. And we know how it's not necessarily how great you are in the NFL. All you have to do is prove that you are, that you have the tools. And once you prove that some team, there's just not enough quarterbacks. Some team will take a chance on you. So I'm thinking that, and this is why I wanted to do this video is I'm thinking after Tanner McKee uh, goes to Indianapolis, uh, goes through the process because he's a very smart quarterback as well. Uh, and not, not, I'm sorry, not quarterback, but a smart person. He, he's he's a, a, a high intellect guy. So the point is, as he goes to Indianapolis, he's going to interview, he's going to show off his skill set, and teams are going to fall in love with him. Um, and as they do, he'll rise up the boards. By the time the combine's over, you're going to start seeing mock drafts. Right now, you can see him pretty much like Pro Football Focus has him rated as, as a first-round pick uh, at 29. But I've seen other sites that have him rated as a third-round pick. Um, but I think that after the combine, we will start seeing Tanner McGee as a, uh, as a first-round prospect in most uh, mock drafts and, and draft boards, big boards. And so we'll start seeing him move up. And, and as I alluded to a little bit earlier, and I'll end on this thought, we often see NFL quarterbacks, even top, you know, top five picks fail. And so I think the, the average person gets to the point where they start looking at NFL teams. It's like they just can't draft a quarterback. They don't understand. And, and I don't think that's true. I think what it is is that teams draft guys knowing very well what they're getting and what they're doing. But because of the way NFL is so quarterback hungry, they, they are willing to take their chance that if somebody has the right tools that they can groom them. Uh, uh, Allen in Buffalo is a great example of that. He, he didn't have very much production in college. Another guy this year who I'm not very high on, Levis. Like I watched UK football and it, he just wasn't very good football player. He wasn't a very good quarterback, but he has all the tools. He's a modern day quarterback. He, he is a He's like Allen in Buffalo. He's big, he's strong, he has a cannon, he's, he's fast, he's, a, he, I, I don't wanna say elusive, he, he's, he's a very, very good athlete, right? So he has all those traits and he's, he's considered a top 10 pick. And I just believe that after Tanner McKee uh, gets exposed to the NFL, I'm not suggesting that he'll be a top 10 pick, but I'm suggesting that when pick 29 comes around, the Saints will see enough in him and think enough of him to make him that selection. Now, 
maybe in a different show we can go over if that's the right idea, the right plan. Uh, should the Saints wait until next year where their opportunity to pick a quarterback higher or even trade? Because let's say if they would have a higher pick next year, and I'm assuming some things, but if we don't get a quarterback this year, I, I don't really know how the Saints are going to be significantly better uh, if, if we lose like we did this, this year because we don't have a quarterback, the Saints would be in a much better position to draft a quarterback next year as opposed to trading all the assets it would take to move up to get one. So anyway, uh, but, but back to the point is that I think NFL teams know, and as long as they know that the, the player has the tools, they will draft them and hope that they can develop them. A lot of times this doesn't happen. They just, they the, the, the player never develops. Now, I'm not saying that the team, some teams are better than others at developing them, but what I am mainly suggesting is that teams are looking for traits. Teams are looking for guys with all the tools and hoping that they can develop them. And it wouldn't be like that if there were tons of quarterbacks out there, they would just find the best quarterbacks. At this point in, well, I don't know at this point, I think it's always been like that, right? NFL has to do what they have to do to try to find. So if you're in the top five and there's a guy who has the potential to be a franchise quarterback, you really have no choice, but you have to draft him and hope for the best. So I think that, well, quite frankly, I think by my sales pitch, by the time the, the draft comes around, I don't think Tanner McKee will even be there at 29. So, but if he is, I believe that he would be a great uh, selection for the New Orleans Saints. And uh, that's what I had to say. So I got it on record. Uh, uh, you can watch this on YouTube, or uh, I think we're going to also put it on the podcast on Podbean. And uh, hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you next time.